Hey everyone, I'm John Steele, and this is After Four, a podcast for InterVarsity alumni. Life after college is hard, and even a great experience with your InterVarsity chapter doesn't shield you from the challenges of transition. As we hear stories from real alumni learning how to make it in their post-InterVarsity reality, my hope is that this podcast will offer some encouragement, a few laughs, and even some hope for the future. This is After Four, and these are your stories. What's up? Welcome to After Four, the podcast for InterVarsity alumni. I'm John Steele, and here we are for another episode. So glad you made it today. Hey, before we get to our guest, if you haven't done it yet, would you take just a minute to subscribe to the podcast? And if you've already done that, thank you so much. I greatly appreciate it. But would you take another minute to leave us a rating and a review as well? That is such a huge help for us. Thanks so much for doing it. Okay, on to our episode for today. We said last week that we were going to have a little episode switcheroo. So for those of you who have been waiting for my conversation with Kate, your day has finally come. Today, we're talking to James Madison University alumna Kate Harwood. Kate's a recent grad who's going to tell us about her post-graduation experience thus far and how God's used something called the Fellows Initiative to continue his work of transformation in her life before going to grad school this fall. I'll also say that I'm fairly confident that Kate shared with me the most unique favorite IV memory that we've had on the podcast so far, so enjoy that. All right, here's Kate, and this one's for you, alumni. Kate, welcome to the podcast. Thanks, John. Thank you so much for having me. This is just such a cool experience. Oh, yes, I love it. I'm, I'm really excited that we get to do this together. Kate, would you take just a moment to tell us who you are, what do you do, what do you like, how do you spend your time, where are you, all of the good stuff. Just help us get to know Kate. Yes, it's like the five senses of who is Kate Harwood. Exactly. Hi, y'all. My name is Kate Harwood. I am a 2022 graduate from James Madison University. And this past year, I've had the pleasure of taking part in the Greensboro Fellows. So I just wrapped up my Fellows year. And I'm in a bit of a transition season because I'm actually going back to school at Elon University, getting my master's, which I'm super excited about. I am working part-time at a gift shop, but also doing a marketing internship for a investment management firm, which is a lot of fun. So doing a little bit of adulting before going back to school. (laughs) And I am living in the bright city of Greensboro, North Carolina. So I moved out of my college town and now I live in North Carolina, which is so fun. That's awesome. So cool. And yes, so the Greensboro Fellows, We're going to spend some time talking about that, but I love that you're also going into grad school. You mentioned that you went to James Madison University. Let's just spend some time reminiscing about the past here, these great days that you've only recently transitioned from into this new phase of life. But tell us, uh, what's a, a memory or an experience that you cherish most from your time as a student at JMU? So yeah, I heard about InterVarsity when I was a high school student. I think the Lord is really gracious about kind of dropping in little hints of what to do. And so that's kind of a theme in my story, but also in this episode. So I heard about InterVarsity when I declared to go to JMU and you put that post on Instagram, you're like, I'm going to JMU. And I had a girl from a family friend from a town where I used to live, a girl from my high school and a girl from my church say, you should join InterVarsity. So like pretty much day one of my college experience, I was like JMU IV and went to 
the new student events and we on NSR and the new student retreat. I was part of InterVarsity at JMU all four years of college, which was wonderful. I still keep in touch with the women from my small group. I was actually a bridesmaid in a wedding like two weeks ago from a friend from my InterVarsity small group. And I think looking back, my favorite memory, and I love how, um, not to expose you, John, but in our email of the list of questions of like, don't just put conferences or small group. And I was like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, he's right. I think my favorite memory is I was part of the hospitality team. My spring of my freshman year, fall of my sophomore, right before the pandemic hit. And we would host all the events for the chapter. And JMU's chapter is huge. We have about 300 people. And so it was really awesome to be able to plan things. But we also would do fun things ourselves. And I remember one night we did a dumpster dive at the local Krispy Kreme plant. And so I was looking through my photos and I found a featured photo from all of us dressed in all black. And we like that night we ran to that Krispy Kreme plant and we like jumped into the dumpster and we came back with like hundreds of donuts. I know this is a podcast. Maybe I'll have a picture in my Instagram, but it was truly like I could not stop laughing that entire night. I thought it was the funniest thing ever. And it showed me how you can have Christian friends, but also still have just like a really fun time. Yeah, that's probably my favorite memory. <laughs> I didn't even live it. And that's my favorite memory. Wow. That sounds fantastic to have the joy of being that close to it. You said it's a Krispy Kreme factory. Yeah, it was like a Krispy Kreme plant. I think it closed during COVID, unfortunately, but... Yeah, it was a tradition. The H team would go dumpster diving. <laughs> that would be fantastic. <laughs> In my attempt to make friends, I offered the donuts on my floor and the girls were like, where did you get those donuts? And I was like, mm, a dumpster. And they were like, mm. some of them said no. Some of them said yes. Oh, I would have 100% said yes. That would be, <laughs> that's, that's awesome, Kate. Outside the box. I was like, I could do like, when we went through the Book of Ruth or a women's conference, but I was like, no, let's think of something funny. So dumpster diving at Krispy Kreme it is. Way to go. You win. That's awesome. On After Four, we also love to talk about the realities of life after graduation. So we have all of these fantastic transformational experiences with our chapter when we're on campus. and then. We hit this big shift at some point. <laughs> we graduate, we move into the next phase of life, and sometimes that can just hit us like a brick wall. And that's not to say that it's all like bad stuff, but it is a huge transition. So much is different. So in what you've gotten to experience so far and recognizing that you also have had this like really unique year that a lot of people have not had, what's been maybe one of the best and one of the most challenging experiences that you've had so far since graduating? I think one of the best experiences I've had is just, it's that really cheesy Dr. Seuss quote that's like, don't cry because it's over, smile because it happened. It's like, okay, Lord, you have a distinct ending of this chapter, but I get to choose to be intentional with the friendships I have after. Lord, I have the agency to choose how I'm going to take all the stuff I learned from InterVarsity and my time at JMU into my post-grad life. So I think the best thing has been like keeping what I wanted to keep, but also letting go of what I wanted, like the immature tendencies I would have in college or mentalities I would have could go away. And so with the Lord's shaping and molding and the best part of it is having that freedom of what you do after graduation. And that comes with a lot of responsibility of being wise about what you pick and wise about what you pursue. 
And I'm very aware that I was entering into another season of, okay, I'm going to have organized Bible time and organized shaping and reflecting, which we will get more into in the episode. So that's definitely the best part. I think the worst part is lamenting of how much is going to change. Okay, things are not going to look the same as they were before. I think that change was just so abrupt and quicker than I expected. I thought it was going to be more gradual. And within the span of like two weeks, it looked different for all of us. And some of my closest friends live in different states. Some of them are living at home with their parents. I am renting a room for my host home while I'm going to grad school. So I think lamenting and just, dare I say, coping with the just complete different changes that is going on in all of us was definitely the worst. Yeah, it's it's really interesting that it really wasn't until even after graduating from college that I realized that I've been sort of walking in step with people as time progressed on. And so we got to be a part of all of these things together. And I really missed out on so little. And then my post-graduation life starts And I start to realize that like, oh, these places where I used to be, these people I used to spend time with, their life continues going. And so does mine. But there's stuff that like, you know, you show up, you go back somewhere, you go back home or you go back to your college town, whatever it might be. And you realize that it's it's almost like you were frozen in your own time somewhere. And then time just kept going around you. And then you are, you know, thought out, awakened, whatever it might be. And you realize like, whoa, wait a second, things aren't the way that I left them when I was here the last time. And that can be super jarring to start coming to terms with, yeah, I'm, I'm going through this part of my life. My friends are having birthdays. They're having wins. They're having losses. They're experiencing all of these things that I'm not there for. And I used to be there. And that is 100% one of the hardest experiences that I've had as well of just recognizing that like, oh yeah, people's lives go on without me. <laughs> it's not, uh, and that's that's a tough thing to come to terms with. For those of you who can't see our Zoom call, I am nodding vigorously as John <laughs> yes. is saying these words because I think I would show up to a wedding or we would catch up and I'd be like, oh, we have to like go back a couple months and be like, oh, this is what happened to me this month. And it's becoming kind of quickly a highlight reel. Mm. And that that is just definitely hard because it would be like, if I just had one off day, I would have a small group the next day and could tell them about it. Yes, absolutely. One of the best things is this mindfulness, this intentionality that you get to take with you into these next steps of life. And one of those places that you said you were mindfully, like you were aware of and you're preparing for is like, I get to step into another sort of faith community rhythm. And that that sounded like a a huge blessing to you. So let's start talking about your experience at Greensboro. I want to know, because this is, I'm guessing that most of our listeners right now are not yet familiar with, with this program. So tell us, what is the Greensboro Fellows? What is its purpose? Give us a little introduction to it. Sure. Yeah, I was a little surprised this past year of how little people know about this opportunity. (laughs) So I'm really fired up to talk about it. So the Greensboro Fellows is part of the Fellows Initiative, which is a nationwide nine-month Christian leadership development program for recent college grads. They have a chapter in Colorado. They have a chapter in California. They have like six different ones in Virginia, Pittsburgh, Orlando, a bunch in North Carolina, Chattanooga, Nashville, like many of the major cities in America, which is great. 
And so um, the Greensboro Fellows is located in Greensboro, North Carolina. We're a nine-month Christian leadership development program. And I would say the Greensboro Fellows is really highly focused on spiritual formation and development, which is awesome. So the Greensboro Fellows, you live and work in community. You are thrown together with a bunch of recent college graduates. And you learn what it means to grow as a spiritual adult, but also alongside other people, which is such a blessing. And I think is a skill we can all learn. We are given a mentor. This is where you have the agency of how often you see your mentor and what your mentor does, whether you walk along together doing a Bible study or just living life together. Shout out to my mentor, Lori. I love her dearly. She and I just kind of did life together. And that was what I needed. And she showed up and just show me Jesus in so many of the caring ways. We do two seminary level classes every semester. And so in the fall, we did Old Testament survey. And then we also did creation theology and new heavens, and new earth. Wow. Fascinating stuff. And then in the spring semester, we did New Testament survey, as well as church history. We did a two day leadership development class at the Center for Creative Leadership, which is the number two leadership development program in the world. We did a mountain retreat where we learned silence and solitude. In November, we went on the Fellows Initiative National Conference. So no matter what Fellows chapter you do, you'll be at that conference. January, we did a life map retreat, which we got to reflect on our life story and the way the Lord played a part of it. That was insanely life-giving because it was really beautiful for me to reflect on what the Lord has been doing in my life. And then this could be a podcast episode in and of itself. But we went to Gahini, Rwanda for two weeks. Wow! (laughs) And so it was two of our first times uh, out of the country period. And I think for many of the fellows, it was our first time in Africa. But we have a partnership with a sister church, part of the Anglican Church in Africa. And so Rwanda was just incredible, beautiful experience. And then, yeah, May, we had a little closing retreat and then we graduated. Everyone works a job in their field three days a week. Weekends would be when we would do workshops or community development or leave for a retreat. In the spring semester, we would do weekly roundtables. So every Friday, we would meet at JD's house. And I think environment is a huge part of how we learn. And so our seminary classes would be at the church office. So I could have a little passing conversation with Reverend Dan or Father Jared or talking to Alan Hawkins off on the side. But when we would do roundtables, we would talk at JD's house. He's married. He has two kids. And we would have snacks and coffee. And we would sit and we would talk about dating and marriage and relationships and sexuality and family life and transition from fellows. And what does it look like to embody transition well? The roundtables were really safe areas to grow. And like, okay, what does a biblical marriage look like? How do I date well? How do I approach uh, modern day issues of sexuality? And so it also gave me a really safe place to ask those really big questions. And then we all took part in worshiping and being part of the congregation at Church of the Redeemer. And that church, I love her so much that I'm staying there. It is just a really awesome church with really intelligent, but also really loving people that we have a park and a farm on it. We have 11 nonprofits that come out of Church of the Redeemer. So being a young college graduate, seeing the importance of the local church was awesome as well. Yeah, that is the Greensboro Fellows. To sum it up. <laughs> Five-star review. That's, uh, I mean, it sounds like such a rich time from beginning to end. 
And one of the things that stands out to me as I hear you say, and I assume you would agree with this. Let me know if you don't. This sounds like almost the best you could hope for kind of transitional experience. You get that experience of stepping into the unknown with people that you don't know and all of these brand new experiences, but it is at the same time like this kind of safety net of go ahead and try brand new experience, fall on your face with us, and we will help you work through and prepare for this next phase of life. And, you know, one of the things that you talk about in particular is this like growing in love for the local congregation and and love for your community. Those are skills and values that are just invaluable for new grads to be experiencing. It just sounds like such a great place to practice transition with some guardrails for you along the way. Oh, yeah. I love the way you said the guardrails. And it's not like my hand was being held. I, I want to emphasize that at all with anyone who's looking into a fellows program. It's not like they hold your hand. It's not like you are being babied. Like you choose how seriously you take the seminary classes. You choose how you pursue work and the mentor and the multi-generational community and the local church. Yeah, everyone in my group was really enthusiastic about all those things because that's why they chose to do the fellows is because they saw the gift it was and as it was. Yeah, echoing off that. Yeah, it was definitely training wheels, but I feel like I'm now riding a mountain bike because of my fellows program. I couldn't have been more grateful for the mentorship I received this past year and just yeah, learning what it means to be part of a church body. We talk a lot about being developed as world changers as students with InterVarsity. Lives transformed, campuses renewed, world changers developed. In what ways are you seeing God inviting you into his world changing work as a result of the experiences that you've been sharing? I love that. When you emailed that question, I was like, that's a good question. (laughs) (laughs) How is the Lord inviting me? So ironically, I am all for like being world changer. Like I totally support the mission statement and being a world changer. My practical everyday advice of how I'm being a world changer is actually really dedicating myself to where I physically am, where my two feet are right now in for North Carolina. It is meaning being an active member of Church of the Redeemer. It is working hard at this temporary job at a gift shop and at an investment management firm. And what does it look like to work hard and seek shalom? Because even something as simple as I'm going to quote Tish Harrison Warren, but brushing your teeth is pushing back the darkness. And so I think learning that it doesn't have to be the big moments on stage or I love missions as well. Church of the Redeemer host, shout out to the New Wineskins Missionary Network. Like we literally we do send out people. But we also call people to come back and cultivate as well. So I think the way I'm seeing the Lord inspire me, Kate Harwood, to be a world changer is just being faithful to where I'm at and letting the Lord, the way he is pounding down my door of the healing he's wanting to do, but also within the career I'm choosing. I'm choosing to go into the media industry. So when I was a senior, and heard about the program at Elon. And I was like, well, I can always go back to grad school, but I can only do this fellows thing as a recent college grad. Let me do this, dive deeper with the Lord, understand his theology of work, hone those uh, skills of work at Elon, uh, getting my degree, and then going out and being sent. And that doesn't even mean being sent physically somewhere, but it is being sent to where I'm at right now. And I think it's also learning. I'm sure there's a Bible verse somewhere. I'm totally blanking on it now. But it's just the day in and day out labor of what it means to reap what you sow, 
and what it means to be faithful to the work the Lord is putting you at. So I think that's how I'm honestly, the more gentle and lowly I go is the more world changer I am, if that makes sense. <laughs> yes, absolutely. I, I love that, you know, that that's the picture that's coming together for you, because I think that's the case for most of us is that when God invites us into his world changing work, he's inviting us to be faithful in our ordinary context. And ordinary faithfulness is extraordinary faithfulness to God, because so rarely, at least by our limited perspective, so rarely is there anything that seems like this huge something fantastic just happened because of the thing that I was doing with God, that most of the time we have a conversation and we like weave in and out of each other's lives and we just don't really even know the impact that is happening. But to be faithful to that over and over and over and over, like that is to me actually way more extraordinary than going into these places where you're like, and we saw healings and we had these huge prayer yep. sessions and <laughs> thousands of people came and said yes to Jesus. Please, God, let those things happen. But for most of us, we are just kind of banging our heads against the wall day in and day out, <laughs> having the same kinds of conversations, not knowing if they're having an impact, but saying, God, this is where you put me. And so I will be faithful here. And that is extraordinary faithfulness and being a part of God's world changing work. Yep. Oh, I love that. Yeah. God's world changing work is just the ordinary, the extraordinary in the ordinary. Yes. It is. Yeah. Taking part in your city. It is choosing to be a member at a church. It is seeking reconciliation. It is all those wonderful things. That's fantastic. Now, Kate, this feels like a silly question to ask because I already know the answer to it. But <laughs> I mean, would you recommend that other alumni apply to be a part of a fellows program somewhere? I would 100% recommend it. I'm so biased. You should do the Greensboro Fellows. But if the Lord, like it really was the Lord telling me you should go to Greensboro. I looked at like nine different cities. Shout out to all the other directors I talked to and having those really great conversations with. But let the spirit lead. For me, choosing Greensboro was because of I cared about the city and I cared about the church that they were part of. And it was great to be part of an Anglican congregation in a city that wasn't huge, but had enough to feel like a city. So yeah, I couldn't recommend this more. It will not feel like training wheels. Your hand will not be held. This is the experience that you choose to make of it and what the Lord wants to do in it. This program is not for people who, well, it is scratch that. The fellows program is for any young Christian recent college graduate. Because when I was a freshman, I thought it was only for people in ministry. So when my friend did tell me you should do a fellows program, I'm like, but I don't want to be a pastor. I don't want to do, I don't want to be an university staff member. No, love them to death. I was like, I'm, I'm not called to ministry. Fellows is for either is if you are discerning your call for ministry, if you want to dive deeper into the workplace and how to show up. Because like Billy Graham said, the next big revival we're praying is in the workforce. Okay, so then, Kate, really, my last thing that I want to know from you is, and this is a question that I ask all of our guests at the end, and this can be based on the conversation that we've had right now or just based on your broader experience. However you want to take this question, it is totally up to you. But if you could sit down with an InterVarsity alum who's in their first year of life after graduation or who is graduation is just within reach. If you could sit down with them, what advice would you give them for that season of life? 
Mm, I love this question. The advice I would give a recent college graduate or someone who is like, let their heart is pounding seeing the graduation on the calendar. So I would totally do all the practical advice we read after college in our senior seminar. Like, yes, find a mentor, be part of a local church, be ethical. Like, yes, brick and mortar advice. It's strong. It's faithful. It's true. Big supporter of it. However, the advice I would tell them is something we learned. So part of the Greensboro Fellows is you live in a host home, and which was a huge blessing for me of just seeing what it looks like to be faithful in the home. And what does it look like to be part of just what the Lord is doing in a host home and getting to have my community expand by that. Anywho, our training for our host home was to be curious and not judgmental. Hmm. Do not judge the family on their traditions or the way they discipline their children, but be curious. And so if you're a recent college graduate and you're getting really sad, be curious, not judgmental with yourself. Mm. If you are feeling stressed out or anxious about your upcoming new work, I would be curious and not judgmental with yourself. And I do apologize if this sounds kind of crass over audio, but an old discipler also told me, don't should yourself either. Don't be like, well, I should have friends. I should be plugged into my church by now. I should be doing this. That is, I should be dating this guy by now. No, uh, uh, uh. Like that just, yes. that is just the enemy that is lying, that is comparison. So don't shed yourself on where you should be. Be curious, not judgmental with yourself, but also with others. And be curious. The Lord loves our questions. He can handle mm. the beating against his chest. He can handle everything we throw at him. So ask him, okay, Lord, why this city? Why this fellows program? Why this job? Why this host home? Ask him it all. Like he he can take it. He is not afraid of the unknown, even though I am still a little afraid of the unknown. And also practical advice, if you're doing a fellows program, you do not have to have your life figured out by graduation of college and undergrad, but also by uh, your fellows graduation. The Lord is so much more than a practical set time of a calendar. He is continuing to mold and shape you after you do the little ceremony in your church and after you do the tassel thing with your cap, Jesus lived life in transition. Mm. And so I want you to know any college kid out there and kind of talking to myself as well as I'm about to be a grad student, Jesus lives, breathes, is part of the transition. He was always on the move. He was going from one meal to the next, meeting people and healing people on the way. And so I crave steadiness. I crave, it is an idol for me. I just can't wait to have the white picket fence married and live in a house for 40 something years until I go home to heaven. But I'm also realizing the blessing of what it means to be in transition, experiencing radical hospitality in Kahini, Rwanda, In Greensboro, North Carolina, I'm literally still renting from my host home, which they're a blessing. And so, yeah, just embodying of what Jesus is in the transition, literally and spiritually as well with you. So, yeah, that's my that's my advice. And this is why I always at the end of an episode ask a guest to give advice, because you all have some of the best experiences to translate to other young alumni that I would just never be able to come up with. I love that. Be curious and not judgmental. And that's a fantastic word of advice, Kate. Kate, this has been an absolute joy to get to sit and talk to you. And uh, again, thank you so much for your enthusiasm, your excitement to share (laughs) about your Greensboro Fellow experience and to share about the Fellows Initiative more broadly and to make this a 
a, a warm invitation for people to consider as a next step and not as a holding pattern either. Like this is a next step of development and preparing for the ways that God is calling you to step into everyday life with him. And this is such a cool thing that I'm glad that our alumni can know about and look into. So thanks a lot for sharing that. Joel, cool, you're welcome. Thank you so much for the opportunity to share. Go Greensboro, go Dukes. <laughs> We've said it a hundred times on the podcast, making the transition to life after graduation is a challenge. And so often things like finding community, engaging with the local church, and seeing your typical nine to five rhythms as an opportunity to partner with God can be really tough to figure out. Kate found the Fellows Initiative and received some incredibly helpful discipleship around these and even more areas before taking next steps into grad school. But who's helping you make progress in these areas? Who's discipling you in this new post-graduation season? I mean, I hope you see this podcast as something that's helping with that, but where else are you experiencing it, especially face-to-face -face with people you trust? If you're having trouble answering that, I hope you'll start looking for someone who can play that role in your life. Maybe you should consider a local fellows initiative. You can find a link to get started with that in the show notes if that sounds like something you'd like to investigate. You can also find a few other episodes of the podcast there that are designed to help you continue to pursue Jesus in this new season of life. Give those a look. Kate, thanks so much for sharing about your post-graduation experience. I am so thankful to hear about the ways that God has continued to do his work of transformation through things like the Greensboro Fellows and the local church. And blessings as you start this new grad school program in the fall. So excited for you, Kate. And thanks to all of you for tuning in. Be sure to come back next week as we kick off the first of a few episodes around mental health. We'll be joined by Dr. Barry Reese, a professor in the psych department at Minnesota State University here in Mankato. His background is in anxiety research and education and therapy, and he's going to help clarify our understanding of anxiety, identify healthy approaches for managing it, and give us some thoughtful insights on where our faith in Jesus intersects with the challenges related to our mental health. I really think you'll be encouraged by Dr. Reese and by the guests that follow. I'm really excited for us to get to learn together from them. So. Come on back next week, and I'll see you in the after, alumni. Hey, thanks so much for joining us today, alumni. If there was anything that you learned, really enjoyed, or that encouraged you from today's episode, would you send us a DM or tag us in a story? We'd love to hear about it. You can find us at After4Pod on Instagram and Facebook. And if you haven't already, take just a second to unlock your phone and subscribe to the podcast. If your platform lets you, leave us a rating and a review. And if you like what we're doing here, share us with your InterVarsity or other post-graduation friends. Thanks again for listening, and I will see you in the after, alumni.